so confused. Welcome into welcome into another episode of 410 Sports Talk. I'm James Haskell, along with my co-host Glenn Martin. I don't know if any of you guys saw the conniption there, but I think it was right before we went live. I'm not the sure. Conniption. The First conniption. First of all, you continue to use words that are far <laughs> too old for you. I no. mean, dude, conniption? Yeah, you're having a conniption? Like, are dude. you like who says that word that's below the age of 55? I need to know. Other this than you. Guy. That's this it. Guy. That's it. I'm a conniption. Yeah, man. But, of course, and as always, DK's in the background uh, running the show. Um, and I think this one's going to be a fun one tonight. We were – obviously, we always try and make sure the content is relevant and exciting for you guys. And uh, it generally is as long as uh, Glenn and I are both here uh, and DK makes us look really smart. <laughs> but said, um, generally is as long as we're here. <laughs> you know because oh, man it's just gonna help a real asshole right there dude <laughs> i'm kidding of course i'm joking but my point is that uh i'm really excited about this conversation tonight yeah. uh first of all glenn how you doing doing well i'm waiting for this lull of no sports other than summer league basketball uh to be over and tomorrow luckily o's are back on the field to hopefully continue the streak they put together before the all-star break um, so yeah, excited to uh, to be with you guys here tonight. Excited to talk about this topic because I always get fired up when talking about other teams in the division. Uh, but before mm-hmm. we get started, what's going on, Tyler? Appreciate you coming out, Jackson, Connor. What's up, Mike? What's going on, Marcel? Appreciate you guys coming out. Yeah, but anytime we can, because look, we're gonna we're gonna not just be some blind homers here. We're gonna keep it real. But I'm not I'm not here for some of these national narratives that just want to give guys awards. Based on maybe name, reputation. No, we're going to go down and we're going to look at every position group in the AFC North and we're going to rank them. We're going to see mm-hmm. where the Ravens stack up in every position against their immediate you know, opponents in the North. Because look, that's goal one, right? You win your division. That's step one for every team. Win the division and then you take it from there. So, yeah, man, I'm excited to get into it because I'm, I think the Ravens are going to stack up quite favorably. Yeah, I agree with you 100%, and I don't think it will be... Obviously, there's going to be a, a, a bit of subjectivity to this because we're Ravens fans. It just kind of comes to the territory. But uh, I don't think it's too far of a stretch. Uh, my buddy, who's a Bengals fan, and I were talking about this the other day, kind of do a little bit of a, a positional breakdown. So um, I'm excited to talk about it. And no love lost for any of these divisional teams. No. Some other teams in the NFL I'm, like, indifferent about. Yeah. I mean, it's the NFC, like the Niners, like I, they're the NFC. Like I don't, mm-hmm. we play them once every four years or whatever. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? But anyone in the AFC North, ugh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like any of them. So, no. all right, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go back and forth. We're going to ping pong offense, defense, and we're going to start inside out. So we're going to start right up front with the big boys in the defensive line mm-hmm. uh, for, oh, that was a mistake. Uh, for uh, shout out to Streamyard. That's right. Shout out to Streamyard. Not not a sponsor of the show. Um, no. But uh, yeah. So let's talk about it, Glenn. Uh, do you? I mean, should we? I guess we don't have to go through every single guy, but we can kind of talk about the 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 mainstays for the depth chart. Is there a team you want to start with here? Is there a particular order that we want to follow for each team to kind of get through this, in, or each group to kind of get this in a in a in a uniformed way. Well, I think inside sense? out makes sense, but when you talk D line, I want to make sure we're we're on the same page here. We're not including the outside linebackers yeah. in D line, right? Just the interior defensive lineman, right? Right. That's correct. Okay. okay, cool. All right. So yeah, we can start there. Uh and we'll just kind of give an overview of who the 
you know, the expected starters are going to be at those positions. Now we know injuries will most certainly take place. So this list is subject to change as the injuries will no doubt stack up everywhere. Um, all right, so let's go. Let's go right to. Let's start at Pittsburgh. Okay, we'll start all at right, Pittsburgh. My favorite team. Exactly. I figured that would be a good place to kick it off. Well, their their big guy up front, of course, is is Cameron Hayward. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't get much better than Cam Hayward. I'm 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 a Ravens fan, but I'm also, you know, smart enough to to understand. And you know, I'm not that bright, but I'm smart enough to understand that Cam Hayward is one of the very best at his position. Um, right behind Aaron Donald, you know he's he's right up there with all those. Even those as a special. vet, still super productive. Yeah, and also the leadership. I mean, yeah. what he does for the he makes guys. He would have been a great him. Raven. He would have been. He would have poor fit guy. Right in. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I feel bad for him. Uh, Keanu Benton is their starting nose tackle, and Larry Ogunjobi uh, is is their left side defensive end. So he's a, another quality player, a guy who's. Um, bounced around i think cincinnati is missing him um and and so he's a heck of a player so that's the group representing the pittsburgh steelers then you have the cincinnati Bengals, led by dj reader in the inside who's a hell of a player had some injury issues certainly Mm -hmm. since he's gotten there but has been a heck of a player you know all the way back to his days with houston uh so he can play bj hill the dude can play you know i think he's he's a good player um, I, I don't know if we can count, you know, I, I don't think we can count the outside guys in this group. So it's those guys, then Josh, to, uh, is it Tupou? I think is or Tupou? Uh, yeah, it's is backing Tupo. up. Okay, yeah. Tupou is backing up uh, DJ Reader. So look, that's a good group. If they're healthy, they've mm-hmm. been on the field enough. And then D, and then uh, the, the, the Browns, they have Dalvin Tomlinson as their starting D tackle. I think he's a good player. And then they have Jordan Elliott also on the inside as uh, the other the right side starting D tackle. They got Psyche Ika, Siaki Ika, and Maurice Hurst backing those guys up. Okay, mm-hmm. and who's who's the Ravens got representing in the inside, Jimbo? I like how you leave the easy one for me. <laughs> hey, so, I took on the challenges. I know. <laughs> First of all, I know all these guys. Second of all, they're all easy names for the most part. So uh, I appreciate you taking Not the bullet. That, that, yeah, appreciate you taking the bullet for that one. So Michael Pierce, of course, yeah. uh, and the big name missing here is Clayus Campbell. He's down in, in Atlanta. But Michael Pierce and Broderick Washington are, are guys up there. But, you know, you talk about depth. You got Travis Jones, who we're expecting a lot out of, and Brent Urban, who's a, a productive vet um, and, uh, you know, is, is a proven guy here in Baltimore. So those are the four I would consider up front. Okay. Um, this is an interesting one for me because I think that my instinct is to probably put Pittsburgh number one because they might have the best. I mean, I think they have the best player mm-hmm. out there. I think Cam Hayward is, I think he has a case to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Oh, yeah. Um, so, and I don't think you can say that anywhere else, but you brought up, I mean, I think the other teams have a little, you know, not including, not just the Ravens, but even the Bengals, barring health, they might have a little more depth. Uh, so, you know, where do you go? I'll, I'll give you my first. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh number one as far as positional rankings here at the interior defensive line. Uh, where are you going number one here? Yeah, I agree. You got to give credit. I mean, the guy Hayward is certainly going to bring up anyone next to him and make them a lot better of a player. So I recognize this is heavily leaning because of Hayward. Yeah. But I'm not crazy. He's he's ridiculous. And yeah. so 
Uh, yeah, because of that, he's my number one also for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And I'll give you the rest of mine and, and let me know where you give me yours and, and, and agree to disagree anywhere you want. I'm going two Ravens. I'm not going far. Okay. Uh, it, it really, a lot of it depends on health, but I think we have the deepest unit. If you're talking about the, the, the front, like the first four that we named in each group, yeah. I think the Ravens have the deepest and I'm going Bengals. A reader is a great player. Like you mentioned, uh, I would consider him in his production comparable to Michael Pierce. If Michael Pierce healthy, there might be a little bit more production from Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I would consider them comparable. I just think we have a little bit more depth. That's why I put them three and Ravens two. And then the Browns four, because none of those guys to me are like big time splash players. Not, it's hard to be a splash player in the middle, yeah. but, um, I don't know how many of them are like, Oh, I need them on my roster difference makers. Uh, so I put Pittsburgh, Baltimore, Cincy, uh, Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. And I have it the exact same order. I think that's very fair. Uh, some may, you know, I think I'm sure Bengals fans would would try and argue, but no. I mean, Justin Metabike and Broderick Washington are two very good football players. And mm-hmm. like you mentioned, Brent Urban being your your main backup for those guys is is not bad at all. You know, that guy can certainly make an impact on a game. So, yeah, I, I think both of which, uh, Metabike and, and Broderick, I think are both set to have fantastic seasons. I, excuse me. I, I don't know if you saw, but I reached out trying to get uh, – trying to get a coach on that's been working with those guys, mm. but uh, fingers crossed. That's fingers right. Crossed. But uh, I think both those guys are in for big seasons. So I have it the same way in the Brown. I see the same way uh, with the Brown. So let's move. Should we move flip flop, move to the what uh, offensive line as a whole? You just want to talk. I, I think that's a fair way to do it. Yeah, let's just for sure. Who has the best offensive line group? How do you rank them? And, and how do you want to kind of uh, talk about them a little bit? Mm. Bring them up uh- to me. All right, so let's do this. I'm going to start with the Bengals, right? So we're going to talk about the just the – we're just going to do the, the the five. Unless, you know, you think that there's a compelling case to go beyond that, that would change the rankings for you. But I think it's fair to start with uh, – and we'll go left to right. So their tackle, of course, well-known, uh, big, slow. That is Orlando Brown Jr. Left guard Cordell Volson is who they have penciled in here. Uh, Ted Karras at center, Alex Kappa at right guard, and Jonah Williams at uh, right tackle. But we also have, see, I already broke my own rule. Lil Collins, of course, is is also a right tackle that they've signed. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, no, it's okay. I, 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 you know, it's hard for me to disagree with you. But yeah. uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who of course, uh, let me go through them as well. Last year, they spent less money on their offensive line than Ronnie Stanley's contract alone. Um, so I think if I'm not mistaken, they, they did some things here, um, over the off season, left tackle, Dan Moore jr. Yeah, left but go- he ain't the left tackle Jimbo who you got as the left tackle. Well, who am I missing here? Broderick Jones. Oh yeah. Is this is the new kid? Yeah. That's the rookie. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah you're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Broderick Jones, of course, is also there. Isaac. So Malo and, uh, Mason Cole at center right guard, James Daniels and right tackle Chuck Wuma. Okafor. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then his backup has a pretty cool name. It's LaRaven Clark. Ah, um, he's in the wrong team. He is. Absolutely. All right. I'll keep this going. Then I'll, I'll pass it off to you for the Ravens here. Um, all right. So the Browns left to right. Uh, Jedrick Will, Wills Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. Joel Betonio, which I mean, those two names we know we've known for a while now. Ethan po- Pochick. I think mm-hmm. I got that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wyatt Teller, also another guy who's well-known. And Jack, Jack Conklin, another well-known uh, guy there, you know, yeah. playing at right guard. But he's had some health issues um, throughout his career. 
All right. What we got for the Ravens, Glenn, and then give me your, yeah. if you want, head, uh, you know, finish it off with uh, some rankings. Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, I'm going to include the team's week one starting left guard when I do this. Okay. Ah, just it, so it, you know, okay. I'm ready to make the announcement. Oh, all right. I'm ready. Yeah. You're welcome guys. Um, all right. So right tackle Morgan Moses, the vet. Right guard, right next to another vet. We got Kevin Zeitler. Tyler Linderbaum, the future All-Pro on the yes. AFC. He, he'll be there uh, soon enough. Left tackle, we got Ronnie Stanley, of course, All-World. And then left guard, starting left guard for your Baltimore Ravens. Sorry to say it's going to be John Simpson for all you fans out there that are hoping for others. It's going to be John Simpson week wow. one. Yes, the new the newcomer. He's, yeah, he's the vet in the room. He's the for vet. The most part. I think they I think they go with the trusted vet. Uh, maybe things change. I wouldn't be shocked to see. By the way, just as a side note, remember remember we saw a platoon. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised if we don't see a platoon. Remember mm-hmm. when Ronnie first came back? Mm-hmm. We were seeing him one Broken, series, yeah, then McCarry yeah. the next series. And didn't they do the same thing with Tyree Phillips and who else? That was uh, uh, Ben Powers. I no, no, at right tackle. Hit. Big, huge dude. Couple years ago, massive Alabama kid, first round pick. Used to play in oh, Seattle. Fluker. Fluker, Fluker. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep, yep. Yeah. So, uh, don't be surprised if there's not a, a platoon there to maybe figure out who's the guy. You know. Yeah. Um, shout out to Fluker. He looks like an absolute animal right now on social media, trying to make a comeback yeah. to the NFL. So, shout out to him. Yeah. But all right, Glenn, give me your rankings, my man. All right. So, this is a tough one because I think this is this is a, a division that's done a lot to try and make their offensive line better. I mean, yeah. Cincinnati made a big effort. Pittsburgh made a big effort. And Cleveland has had the same damn guys starting for forever. So they're, yeah. they've been really, really talented. So they, they got a good offensive line. But as good as those lines are, Baltimore's got the best offensive line <laughs> in this division. And, I, and, and honestly, look, I'm not, I don't feel bad about that. I don't think that's me being a homer. I think there's other good offensive lines, but I truly believe mm-hmm. this is one of the best three offensive lines in all of football. Mm-hmm. I mean, Morgan Moses, Zeitler, Linderbaum, that right side, I'll take that right side. That's a hell yeah. of a right side. Then you got Ronnie Stanley, all world. And yeah, we don't necessarily know for sure who the left guard is, but they're picking from, I think, a pretty good crop. And I think they'll find a good a good uh, replacement for Ben Powers out of one of these guys. So um, I got them at number one. Do you disagree, Jimbo? Nope, not at all. Come on. You know, I don't disagree. All right. All right. Well, we got, that's, that's a good start. All right. Second to me, and this one's easy. It's Cleveland because I think they're right behind them in the NFL rankings, not just in the AFC North. I think they're right there. Top five offensive line in football. I mean, Willis, Wills is a heck of a player. Batonio, I mean, what year is that guy in? He's oh been around gosh. forever. Right. Conklin, same thing. I remember he was he was he was a beast when he was playing with the Titans. He's been seems like he's been a Brown for many years now. And then Wyatt Teller has been there for a while as well. So yeah, I got the Browns as my number two. Um, but I think this is a good offensive line division in general. Like if you stacked them up, offensive line groups around the whole league. I think this is a, a division that clearly made a concerted effort to make sure, you know, they seal up those big boys up front. Yep. I, I couldn't uh, disagree with you there. I got the same top two. Where are you going three and four? All this right. Is interesting so, to me. This, this will show how much you believe in, uh, in Orlando Brown Jr., I think, at left tackle. Big slow? Well, yep. see, here's the thing. At least what you know what you're going to get from him is he's going to be there every week. And he's mm-hmm. maybe not going to be one of the, uh, you know, top – 
handful of, of tackles. But you know he's at least big enough and long enough to where he's going to present a, a, at least a bit of a problem for pass rushers. So yep. I got them I got them slightly ahead of Pittsburgh, but I, I, I think that I wouldn't – this is subject to change because if Broderick Jones shows that he can be what I think a lot of people are expecting him to be, you know, he's the, the left tackle of the Georgia Bulldogs, I think that he'll be – he would he could surpass Orlando Brown, and that right now is why I'm giving the Bengals the edge. Um, but it's a slight, it's a very slight. I think the Steelers did a lot to make themselves better up front. Yeah, I would agree with you. Uh, I I was trying to see how I could put Steelers number three, but I just have too many question marks. I think there's a lot of young guys there that just need some time. Um, so yeah, I, I agree there from an offensive line standpoint. The only thing I will say is that. Um, you talked about the starter for Baltimore and, and I like your pick. I mean, I'm okay with it. And I can see how early on he ends up being the guy there because he's got the experience, right? Like the Ravens could lean on him. So that's a, that's a great point you make, but obviously I think you wouldn't be surprised either if it's a Falele, if it's a no. Sala, if it's a McCary even, right? So there's a number of solutions the Ravens have there. And I think that's a good place for them to be and just let them have true competition. But, um, yeah, Baltimore's number one in my opinion. And I, I don't know if it's Cleveland's great as well, I, but I don't know if it's that close. Mm, um, but uh, maybe that's just me being a homer. All right, so we've done offensive, defensive line. Should we get right into it? Should we go quarterback? No, not yet. We can't no? go quarterback should we, should we yet. Go next? You want to go edge? Edge and we can do edge on defense. Who would do on offense? We can we go do? wide out. Wide out, okay. On offense. Right, cool. Yeah, yeah, but we're not going right to QB. Come I'm on, like man. A bit here, man. I know, man. Let's go outside linebacker next, and right. we'll go wide out. This is an interesting one to me. Actually, we should go – okay, yeah, we'll go wide out. Even though we did say we'll go inside oh, out. Oh, yeah, well, let's do tight end after breaking, that. You're clearly breaking our rules. Yeah, yeah, let's do tight end after uh, that. You brought up the wide out, not me. <laughs> I was just trying to appease an anxious Jimbo Slimbo is what I was trying to <laughs> but do But we'll there. do tight end. We'll do tight end. I think that's a good – that's a good – Well, thing. first we go outside linebacker. All right, yep, so at correct. outside linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, we have – and I guess we'll have to include – you know, because some teams run a four three, so like Cleveland, we're gonna have to talk DN uh, more so than outside linebacker. But uh, for them, the pass rusher. How about let's just call it rushers, okay? TJ Watt, come on. As much as I can't stand the Steelers, the guy is a monster. Alex Highsmith, that's their number one, number two, and they added Marcus Golden. Shout out to whoever pointed that out to us after our last video when we failed to mention that. They got Marcus Golden too, who, as we've seen, Jimbo has quite a track record of getting to the quarterback. So that's their three. TJ Watt, Alex Highsmith, who had a breakout year last year, and Marcus Golden. Cincinnati, also good group, although had some injury issues last year. Uh, they have Trey Hendrickson as their their lead sack getter. And then Sam Hubbard, also very, very talented. Two really, really good pass rushers uh, right there with those two guys. No doubt about it. And then Miles Garrett leads the way for the Browns. I mean, my goodness, he's all world, freak athlete. And then Jimbo, they go and get Zadarius Smith to run opposite him. I know, man. She's a whiz. Like, it already wasn't enough. I mean, this is a brutal group of edge rushers that we're having to compare to. Uh, and Jimbo, why don't you let the people know who, who the Ravens are bringing to the uh, squared circle? Yeah, absolutely. This is, I mean, we are, we are, obviously we know who, who's here and, and I think there's a lot of um, potential uh, for upside, but you got uh, Tyus Bowser, Adafe Owe, David Ajabo, 
Jeremiah Moon. I mean, I think those are the big. You said three. the three. Yeah. What? I'm just grasping yeah, at straws yeah. after that. Don't don't talk about. Come on now, don't be bringing up Tavius Robinson. You know, uh, we're not there. But yeah, those are the three, right? Yeah, I mean, those are the three, absolutely. And it would be tough for me to say right now that they're number one. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be a, a tough, uh, a tough hill for me to die on. What's your What's your ranking of these guys, Glenn? Yeah, man, this is a tough one, bro. Tough because one. they are. Yeah, I'll let you so, go first. I mean, man, I tell you what, man, I'm surprised I'm doing this. I'm going Cleveland going first. Cleveland. I'm going okay. Cleveland first, dude. Miles Garrett yeah. and Zadarius. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a dude. Zadarius is a walking double digit sack waiting to happen, and then Miles Garrett is all world. I mean, I hate to say it because Zadarius Smith pissed me off last mm-hmm. year when he burned the Ravens and used them for leverage. Mm-hmm. But I gotta admit it. I mean, and that's saying something because you're dethroning a team that's got some pretty fantastic edge rushers. Yeah. You disagree? I hope no, you do. I don't. You're yeah. right. Now, two and three is difficult. Not to, to me. me. No? Are you going Pittsburgh, too? Because yeah. of T.J. Watt? Just the top. And Alex Highsmith Watt. went bonkers last year. He had double-digit sacks. And then they yeah. bring in Marcus Golden, who's had, like, how many digit double-digit yeah. sacks? And then you got Bengals and Ravens, right? Yeah, yeah. Ravens are fourth. Yeah. You know what's interesting about the pass rush is if you look at, um, like, last year's results, you would have assumed – for sure that the Ravens were dead last when it comes to like, at least if you look at this, if you just look at these rankings and we, like, it's a pretty decent, like we don't think the Ravens are nipping at the heels of these guys. Like at least I don't from, but yet they were top five in sacks in the whole league and by far number one in the division. So what the hell does that mean? Jimbo, when you're the, <laughs> you're the, you're the worst edge group. Does that say Mike McDonald deserves a whole ton of credit? Does that say, man, we got a, bunch of good blitzers everywhere mm-hmm. on the field just not at the one spot you re- yeah not because yet, that means in my mind it means schematically you're making up for a deficiency right yeah so shout out to mike mcdonald getting him in the top five with the worst i mean look it could end up being a whole different world a whole different ball game if a jabo ends up being who everyone's hyping him up to be and if Oway finally you know learns how to get to the quarterback instead of right. just coming close and even if they round it out with a guy or two you know, you added yeah. Justin Houston back into that with a fully healthy Ajabo and and Adafe with something little, you know a little bit more to his game. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, no disrespect to the Bengals either because I think right now the top three are closer together in a clump, and the Ravens are a bit back here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like exactly. I won't say I won't say that the Bengals are better than the other two. I, I don't I don't think that's fair. I agree with you there, but um, because I think that. Garrett and and Watt are two of the top three in the league. I mean, for it's, sure. I mean, yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. So, all right. So, Glenn, I'm gonna call an audible here. I hear. I got you. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. So, DK is <laughs> gonna step in. I'm so sorry, guys. But you'll get to enjoy the presence of DK for a little bit. My son is absolutely freaking out. I think he might be getting sick. So, I'm gonna have to. Tag in DK officially. Tagged. Sorry, guys. I apologize. Tagged. No, it's all good. Okay. DK in there. Man, DK <laughs> in there, bro. Welcome to the yeah. show. Thank you. Thank you. Glad yeah, to be absolutely. on again. Yeah, uh, absolutely. On this exciting topic. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. So I think we agree we're going to go to tight end next. All right. Okay. So 
I'll quickly run through the list and then we'll we'll uh we'll see how see if we me and you agree on how to rank them. So we'll start in Pittsburgh as we've been. Uh and they got a pretty damn good room. Pat Fryermuth, the big guy out of Penn State who really kind of burst onto the scene last year. And then they go and get Darnell Washington to further, you know, kind of boost that room, which I mean, this guy Darnell Washington is six foot seven, two hundred and seventy pounds. He is a big a, man. Yeah, he's an offensive tackle playing tight end. Uh, first round, or I'm sorry, uh, third round pick out of Georgia. Another bulldog. I mean, man, how many players did those guys have drafted uh, this season? It's incredible. So that's their number one and number two. And then their three is Zach. Uh, Zach Gentry is their number three tight end. And then the Bengals have. Let's see. They're they're that, that's they're, a lot deeper than I than I had thought. Like the Steelers were. Uh, well, sorry, yeah. I was just it just they get the big well, fella. Imagine their run sets when yeah. they got that big fella at the end of that's their, a little scary. That, that's yeah. that'll that'll help uh, Mr. Najee there. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. He's he's taking quite a pounding his first few years, so he'll right. he'll be happy to have some running lanes. And then in in Cincinnati, uh, they get Irv Smith Jr. from the Minnesota Vikings to come over to lead their tight end room, followed by Drew Sample and Devin Asiasi. Uh, so it, eh, it's not the it's not the star-studded group we just mentioned, but right. this one's pretty damn good. The Cleveland Browns have David and Joku leading the way, followed by Jordan Akins and then Harrison Bryant, who when he first burst on the scene, everybody expected him to kind of take over that position. But um David and Joku is not ready to let go of it. That guy is a freak athlete who oftentimes leads their team in average yards per catch despite being a tight end, which is crazy. Um yeah, and then wow. Yeah, it's that's a good group, DK. That is that's decent. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a little top heavy, I think, but uh, not yeah. bad. And then the Ravens, Mark Andrews leading the way, Isaiah Likely, and Charlie Kohler as our three. So, DK, of those four yeah. groups, who do you have as the number one tight end group? Well, I mean, you can't you can't discredit the fact that we've got an All Pro in our lineup in Baltimore. I it's this one's tough. I like. Pittsburgh. Um, mm -hmm. but we, you still have to see, you know, with, we got to see with our own eyes, how good that team actually, that, that, that group actually is. Um, yeah. I, I'm really interested to see Darnell Washington. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I'm going to go, I'm going to roll. I, so this is where I'm kind of like close, but I do think the, the Ravens tight end room is special. So I'm going to go there as number one. And then, okay. then I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh. I, I, I like those guys. I mean, Fryermuth is solid, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm a little honestly like when when Pittsburgh picked Darnell Washington, I was a little bit worried about what what was gonna like like to me that pick was like we're gonna go back to AFC North football mm -hmm. and try to take it back, you know. Um, and so I love I, I actually really love that pick, but. Um, so I, I lean that way. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh number two. two. Wow. Yeah. And then I think I'll go Cleveland and then yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. 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 The Bengals are definitely four, right? That's a clear four. Yeah. I mean, I like Irv Smith, but I, I think they're a, a pretty clear four to me. I got the Browns too. Okay. I think, I think David and Joku is, is a, is kind of underrated. I think if he was, yeah. Maybe maybe this year if Deshaun Watson, you know, can kind of get back to who he was in 
in Houston, maybe he can kind of. But that guy, if he was on a team with a halfway decent quarterback, I think he would be. Well, he'd be right up there in the league leaders. You know, this this one's interesting too because this one has a lot to do with how these guys have been used and will be used. Mm-hmm. You know, like tight end is one of those groups. Like if you can use them in the run game, and you know, maybe they they don't get the reg- recognition. But if you throw the ball to them often, and I think a lot of, a lot of what happened last year was like with Deshaun. It's hard to really tell um, the, the tight ends and really any, but any of the skilled position guys didn't really like stand out, stand out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas for instance, in, in Pittsburgh, you had a guy in a quarterback. I mean, I don't know the stats, but I'm sure, you know, the, the tight ends end up being the kind of safety blanket. So yeah. you might hear those guys names more often. Um, and so I, a part of it, I think is that, I mean, you know, I wasn't watching, down to every play for every single one of these teams. But, um, and then, and then on, on our, on our side, you know, the Ravens ran, uh, ran, ran the ball a lot. So those guys, mm-hmm. uh, were featured also in the run game, but also in the, pa- in the past game as well. So, um, yeah. that, that's, that's how I see it. Yeah. I think, I think Broderick Washington, or I'm sorry, Darnell, Broderick, Darnell <laughs> Washington, um, is a guy who, makes me think like you mentioned they're going to get back to the run game but he doesn't scare me at all as a pass catcher i mean yeah he might be able to use his body as a as a you know basketball but he ain't separating from anyone on our i mean just Mm. personally like the the ravens defense is so fast it's probably the fastest defense in football and i just can't imagine darnell washington getting open on anyone on our defense like so the only way he can make catches is if he's if he's literally bodying someone out of the play and making a contested catch every time. Which in the NFL, it's hard to really live in that zone when you can't yeah. separate. And I think, but I do think he'll help in the run game. And so I do have them at three. Um, okay. All right. Let's move to inside linebacker. All right, because all right, we're talking about bouncing back and forth inside. Now let's talk a little inside linebacker. And this is, a, a, I think, a division that's a little – I don't think it's the best. This is probably one of the weaker positions outside of Baltimore uh, across the league – I mean, across the division here. So, on the inside, they got Cole Holcomb, who they uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers brought in to be their tackling machine. They got a Landon Roberts. Uh, they got Tanner Muse and Mark Robinson by, backing those guys up. I am not at all – I mean, I think Kelly, Cole Holcomb's a tackling machine, like I mentioned. But that is mm-hmm. not a group that's going to blow your hair back. That's for damn sure. Now, yeah. P- Pittsburgh, or I'm sorry, the Bengals, they got Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt. I think Logan Wilson is an underrated player. I think he's a, yeah. good, he's a good player in both the run and pass. I give him credit. I think he's a heck of a player. Jermaine Pratt, he's okay. He's a solid mm. player. Um, and then the Browns, they have JOK, who had a crazy you know beginning to his career, but then a really a bit yeah. of a down year last year. Um, and so I think he's looking to bounce back. And then Anthony Walker Jr., um, who I think is an underrated guy around the league, but um, yeah, he's just he's a yeah he's a good player. I think he's a solid player. Yeah. Um, but Baltimore leads this one, right? Detail. Yeah. I mean this this isn't this. I, I just re, you know reading over those names again, I'm like, mm, man, this one really. You know where you were talking earlier about the uh, the number of sacks, like. This is where the whole linebacking core, both inside and outside, really contribute. Mm-hmm. So um, it would be, would have been interesting if we had sort of uh, put collect put them together collectively. Yeah, um, might have been more of a competition because we're so far Good behind point. on the outside, right. but so, so far, far ahead. ahead on the inside. 
Good point. Yep. So it's kind of interesting, but I agree with you. You know, Ravens all the way, number one here. Yeah, I don't I mean, even know. Where, honestly, be... I don't even know where to put the other ones. Like they're all, again, kind of yeah. like good, but none of those guys on the other three teams really stand out to me, to be honest. Right. I mean, I, I, I think the way I would do it, I think Holcomb's a bit underrated. I think he can he can make some plays. So I, but I'm gonna have the Bengals number two because of Logan Wilson because I think he's a good player. Okay, I yeah, think he's a that's fair. I mean, he's 150 tackles waiting to happen. He'll get you a handful of interceptions every year. Uh, he he pretty much posts every single week. He doesn't miss games. So uh, I'm gonna give them. But you're right. It's a it's a bad group everywhere else other than Baltimore. Um, so I got the Bengals number two, Steelers number three. Um, and okay. you know what? I don't, it's not a big, you know what, man, actually, you know what? I'm going to put the Steelers four. I'm going to give, I'm going to give the Browns three, uh, because I actually hadn't written it down yet. And JOK, the last I remember him was being a thorn in the side of Lamar Jackson. So I know he's got right. it in him. Right. That's true. I mean, and he's not a traditional linebacker. Uh, and it's, and definitely not a traditional AFC North linebacker. And so, this is also one of those uh, positions that are kind of have to be um, considered, you know, kind of a hybrid or at least him, JOK hybrid from another position too. He can play safety. And um, so, but yeah, I agree. I mean, he's such a, he, he, he can be an impact player. So I, I, I see what you're saying there. And, and just for the Raven, like they, this is possibly, I mean, I think it's us in the Niners as far as having the best, two you know, inside linebacker duo in all of football. I mean, it's – Yeah. Because you got to give respect. Fred Warner and uh, – uh, was he? Uh, Drake uh, – Greenlaw. 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 Okay, yeah. Them two guys, they're monsters. But – Yes. The Ravens are right there, dude. I mean, they they are – I agree. Yeah. So, any team, any division, I think the Ravens would have stacked up uh, at number one in that spot. But this one, it's a pretty yep. big gap. But let's move to – Running back, because this one Ooh. I think is is kind of an interesting one because the Ravens, while having depth, we still haven't seen them outside of the Greg Roman system. So I think there's some unknown there. But Pittsburgh, of course, you know, has their 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 horse, Najee Harris, but backed up by Jalen Warren and of course Maryland Terp, Anthony McFarland Jr. is third string. Uh Cincinnati Bengals, this one's they lost their longtime backup, a backup that I think fans Fans were calling for to be the starter last year in Samaje P. Ryan, but That's they right. still have Joe, uh, Joe Mixon as their lead back, Chase Brown backing him up. And then Cleveland, man, Cleveland's got Nick Chubb. You know, they lost their they, – they, they don't have uh, – what's that? Uh, Kareem Hunt anymore. So that that, that certainly helped or hurt their depth. But they still got Demetrius Felton, who I think had a, had a nice little uh, rookie season last year. Uh, and then, of course, Baltimore. Everyone knows – we got Dobbins, we got Gus, and we got Justice Hill. And I know fans are excited about Keaton Mitchell, but we're not going to count him right now. Yeah. He hasn't done enough yet. But who do you have as your number? Because it's a tough one here, DK. This is difficult. Yeah, who yeah. you got your number one group? Oh, man. Uh, all right. So I, I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with – I'm going to say Baltimore because – we have some of the depth. So if, if I'm looking at the combination between the two top guys, then I like Baltimore because I love JK and I love Gus. Mm -hmm. The two of them together, which I mean, you're going to play them during the game, but neither of those guys are the top 
uh, top running backs of the four teams of the division of the division of the division. So well, how would you rate the running backs quickly if you had to yeah. just one running back each? Uh, all right. So then I, I would go Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. Um, oof, man. Don't you do it, DK. I'll jump right Don't you no. do it. Oh, man. Okay. I would go, uh, Jay. Don't. I'm going to okay. go JK. Because I thought go you were about to go another two. J area. I thought you were going to go. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, I, I like, uh, I like Joe Mixon. I'd probably go Joe Mixon number three. Three, mm-hmm. and then honestly, I just I, I, I yeah I'm not I'm not super convinced with uh, Najee Harris as a running back standalone running back. He could he could fit the system, but I would go Gus and then Najee. Okay, all right. So you I don't know. So, how do you feel about that? Well, to me, I got you know. Look, I'm a Ravens fan, but Nick Chubb is just you can't me, you can't go yeah yeah yeah. He's such a he's such a freak. And so, as much as I like J.K. and I like Gus, I mean, I hate to say it, but I got the Browns as the number one group because okay. I think he is just that special of a back. I think he's just unbelievable. Uh, but I have the Ravens right on their heels because of what you said. Yeah. Like, while I have him way ahead of, you know, I think he's definitely the lead back, the best back in this division, I, I think that uh, Gus Edwards is the best two back, you know, second back by far in this division. So, he brings the total room up in a big, big way to number two. And then for number three, I got the Steelers. You know, I'm not... I was, the, I was about to say, who do you like, Joe Mixon or uh, Najee? I'm not the biggest... Um, I'm not the biggest Mixon guy. I, okay. I, I Now, this year's a big year for him, and he might bounce yeah. back, but I thought last year his backup outplayed him. And yeah. I think Najee has been just crippled with a horrible offensive line since he's been there. He's gotten the workload, which most people would envy, but he's had some tough sledding with that workload. And, of course, with a quarterback who doesn't, you know, at this point hasn't scared defenses enough to, to make them have a light box, he's been had some tough sledding. So I think the Steelers, uh, I mean, I got Najee as the number three, and the, and the Steelers in general is the number three running back room. And also I'm a little partial to uh, McFarland since he's a turd. All right, fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's fine. I just, I think Najee, just real quick, with, with Najee, like, it's because his quarterback it, you know, he's just starting out in the league, right? Needs mm-hmm. kind of a security blanket. I was hoping for more of a connection, you know, getting out of the backfield, catching a ton of passes, also, you know, a bunch of, bunch of, you know, runs wherever you can get it. Like it kind of seemed like excuse after excuse. And I'm like, I, I'm starting to not see where it's like, where is his strength where he's like, all right, just this part of the game, I'm going to dominate. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, that's that's the my only thing with Najee Harris. I mean, I think I think he's also a funny guy and, you know, great character and, and already a strong leader in their locker room. But that's my thing with him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. I, yeah. 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 I can see that. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, it's a tough one. That's a tough one. But you want to you want to move well, to safety? Well, yeah, we, we can. But before we I, I don't want to forget because uh, I've got two jobs. <laughs> I want to make sure we. uh uh get the super chat in we have oh yeah Ray oba to ase uh says just curious about how much you think todd uses likely in the slot the guy just just moved to too smooth <laughs> yeah that's mean? uh man i i'm interested to see that too because i think we'll, we'll definitely see andrews periodically in the slot 
But will he use both tight ends like he did at Georgia? I mean, he, he seemingly will put the best guy on the field and likes to find mismatches wherever they can be. But I got to imagine the only way we see a heavy dose of likely is if there's injuries to the outside guys because there's just so many talented wideouts yes, to, to put him in the slot. You're going to take Bateman out of there. You're going to take Flowers. You're going to take OBJ out of that spot. So, yep. I, I mean, that'd be the only way, but I do think that um, he'll have a role in this offense, injuries or not, just how often he'll be flexed out. Eh, that could be injury dependent. I, I completely agree with you. Completely agree with you. Look at cool. that. I like this guy better. You know, DK, stick around. <laughs> you know, that damn, that damn Jimmy, he always disagrees. Um, all right, let's talk safety then because we're bouncing back and forth. We'll all start right. in Pittsburgh, and this is a this is a – a division that's um, still good at safety, but lost some big, heavy hitters, uh, especially the team we'll talk about next. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick um, leads the way in Pittsburgh, all-world safety, no doubt about it. But they also got DeMonte, um, Casey, and Keanu Neal, who I'm not well ready to just forget about, who I think has got some football left in them. Um, so they're, they're really good. Cincinnati is the team. I mean, they lost – they lost two stud tight ends, so it's going to be interesting how they bounce back. Now they still got Dax Hill, I think he's a player, uh, Michigan guy. I think he can he can certainly play. And they got Nick Scott, um, you know, on the at the strong side. So they got some they got some talent, but um, man, they lost they lost two two Pro Bowlers, and that's going to hurt. Yep. Um, and then the Browns here, they have Grant Delpit, who you know out of LSU, I thought it was going to be a really really good player, and I don't think he's quite lived up to the hype just yet, but. He's got some football in him. And then Juan Thornhill is their leading free safety on this depth chart. Um, so what do you think about that group? Uh, and then, of course, I guess uh, I should give the Ravens here. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I guess I should start. And then they have Kyle Hamilton and Marcus Williams. Uh, of course, I think that's a pretty solid group. What do you, how do you have yeah. these guys ranked? Well, I'm going to start with the the last team you mentioned. Uh, I'll, go with the, I'll go with the Ravens because mm -hmm. uh, they're – they're, they're the both both positions are solid, right? Like, um, I wouldn't be surprised at all if uh, either one of the guys, or maybe both those guys, are getting near that that Pro Bowl status. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean that to, to me, they have the benefit of the rest of the defense is extremely strong, and so they're just going to benefit from that. Um, I'm I'm pretty excited about the, the that combination, you know. Those guys just running around the field, tackling guys and, and catching balls out of the air. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think these uh, the the Ravens definitely have the strongest tandem in the division. Well, DK, imagine if 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 Marcus Williams doesn't break his wrist in what week oh, three? He had three yeah. picks through two games. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Like, what would he? What kind of season would he have put together had he not broke his wrist? Yeah. No, I I, I it. It would have been something pretty amazing, I think. And, and so hopefully we're going to see it this year. Yeah, that's the hope. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. as far as yeah, – I agree. I think Raven's number one. But right behind him, I think it's Pittsburgh. I mean, I Mika, he's, a, he's an all-pro type player. Casey can can absolutely play. And I think – you know, Keanu yeah. Neal is kind of like a big safety small linebacker. Right. So he's kind of in a weird spot. But they got a good – they got a good group. Yeah. I mean, so would you, would you say that – Mika's the best safety in the division. I think that's fair to this point. I mean, look, I'm a homer, so I like our guys, but he's the most accomplished by far. And, you know, he's he's made a lot of plays in this league. So I'll give him the top one, but I think Marcus Williams is is very Not close. Too far behind. 
Yep. Yeah, and then and then Kyle Hamilton, I think, is going to be a future star in this league. He was the number yep. one rated safety of PFF last year, albeit in a role where he was set up for success. But still, if you're number one in anything, that's pretty damn special. So I think watch out for him having a big year. Hey, I'm right there with you. Now, what about the next two? I'm curious what you think. Oh, man, this is it, it's not a group that it's a, it's not easy to pick between these two, but I would say I'm going to give, oh man, this is tough. I'm going to give the slight edge to Cincinnati because I like wow. Dax Hill. Only oh, okay. I like Dax Hill. I'm a Dax Hill guy. Um, but that's interesting. I was going to go the other way. Cause I, 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 I have some feelings about Delpit, like, mm-hmm. you know, his, his, he had, well, he's had flashes. And so that's what I'm leaning on. Dax Hill's good too. Anyway, I think honestly, it's kind of, to me, it's like a preference. It's like, it, well, thing. to me, it's like, who cares? Because they're both <laughs> they're garbage. Both, they're both at the bottom. Yeah. They're both like, at the bottom. They're, yeah, they're in a wide gap between um, the Ravens, Pittsburgh, and then those other two. Um, but all right, let's move into wide receiver because it's finally mm. a time, DK, where the Ravens yes. aren't guaranteed penciled in at number four. I mean, yes. shout out. You know what I'm saying? These are exciting days. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to say let's count the top four of each team. I think that's a, a good number to put Sounds out. We're good. not going to talk all six. We're not, you know, crazy here. But, um, all right, so we'll talk the top four. So the Raven or the, the Steelers, I'm sorry, have Deontay Johnson, heck of a route runner, one of the better ones in the league. George Pickens, you know, who obviously burst on the scene last year. And then, by the way, Calvin Austin has some bone to pick with the Ravens. And <laughs> it's like, get over what, it, dude. What's the deal uh, there? He thought the Ravens were going to take him, and when they didn't, he's like all salty. It's a whole thing. It's like, dude, who can? And then um, Allen Robinson, who fan base is really excited about this guy. I I would say let 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 him do something. I haven't seen this guy do anything in years. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, I'm not here to bash them. So signing though. Yeah. 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 Uh, They probably got, you know, they got him for good, cheap money. Um, So they got Mm -hmm. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, Calvin Austin, the third and Allen Robinson, the second. Now the Bengals, it's a tough, this is a good crew. Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and then whoever the hell else you want to pick behind those three, because that's all the three that really matter. Really need. Yeah, that's all you freaking need. But they got Charlie Jones as the number one or the the fourth receiver on the depth chart. So, man, that's a heck of a group. And then the Browns, man, they're hype about Elijah Moore. Uh, they think he's going to be something special. They have Amari Cooper, of course, the elder statesman there, who's a, a heck of a player. Donovan Peoples-Jones, deep ball threat, also a good player. And then they have Marquise Goodwin. Uh, as another speed guy, but don't, you know, I, I know I said, I only talk about four, but Anthony Schwartz, I think would be like Goodwin and Schwartz. were going to be interchangeable depending on who's healthy. Yeah. Um. So I'll put both those guys in there. And then of course the Ravens, Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers and Nelson Aguilar. I'll put up there over my guy, Devin Duvernay, just for this exercise. So where do you have, <laughs> who do you have as number one out of those groups? Well, I mean, I'm going to have to go with Cincinnati. I mean, you haven't been watching football if if you can't pick Cincinnati here as yeah. much as it, it sucks to say. But, um, I mean, with that team, it's just a matter of how long can they keep those top three guys. You know, um, mm-hmm. if they can keep them a long time together, then they'll do very well for a long time. Um, but after that, I say mean. Say it, DK. I mean, I love it. I, love, I love our team. 
I love our team. Now, again, you know, it's on paper. We got a new yeah. offensive coordinator. We got the talent, talented guys. Uh, they've never played together. They've never played in the system, but all signs point in a very positive direction. And I'm going to ride that. So I- I'm going to confidently say the Baltimore Ravens are number two in this ranking. And then, uh, then I'm going to go with uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh always has a, a strong wide receiving core. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think this year is that much different. Hey, you remember Mapletron? Remember when Steelers fans oh. were trying to convince us that Mapletron <laughs> was going to take over the league? <laughs> well, okay. See, okay. I- I'll say something about that though. I mean, you know, this is why I know the Steelers are smart there. They traded him. They did. They got they him, traded the hell out him out of town. Right? I mean, I mean, yeah. he, look, in college, he's he had the potential and as a he rookie just, had like nine tutties. Yeah. I mean, so you know, he played solid, but I I think he just wasn't a cultural fit to the team. And, right. Well, uh, apparently he doesn't like to work at all, and Chicago is hating him. Well, that's what I've been hearing. They're so absolutely think- hating him. <laughs> The Steelers made a, made a how, smart how decision. Steelers fans were telling us how this guy is the greatest thing. He's Mapletron. He's going to take over. Anyway. Nah, anyway. Nah, Chase nah, Claypool. Nah. Right. But um, they still have a strong wide receiver core now. Mm-hmm, and, yep. you know, uh, I mean, they're rounding out third, but I think they're a strong third. And then um, they got Cleveland in the end. I mean, they're, they're also decent. I mean, Cooper, I mean, he's been solid, but. Elijah Moore, I like him. We'll see how he produces on the on the Browns, um, and I we'll, we'll see. But I, I think they're they're they they're on the caboose on this one. Yeah, but I think you're right. It's not a like there's not a stinker of a room. Like I don't look at even the Browns at four. I don't look at their room and go ah oh, they're they're just they have no talent. Like now nah, I think Donovan Peoples Jones can play. Elijah can. Yeah, I think Elijah's had a tough start, but I think he's got some football. And Mari Cooper's, you know, he's one of the best route runners in all of football. So yeah. Yeah. You know, let's let's Sorry. not uh it's a pretty good group. So all right, let's move to cornerback. Oh. Cause this one, this one's interesting. I, I think this one's gonna be kind of a tough one to grade. But um let me yeah. start with the Pittsburgh Steelers who added a pretty high profile uh, couple of names to theirs. They 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 go out and draft Joey Porter Jr to take over uh, at, excuse me, one starting cornerback spot. And then they add Patrick Peterson, the veteran, the old guard, who uh, apparently right. is being renewed by this system. And we'll see. We'll see. Man, I'm sorry I got the hiccups here. <laughs> um, and then they got my guy also. So they they drafted two cornerbacks this year. Corey Trice, you know, oh, was my right. guy. You know? That's right. That's so, right. That's right. I'm not thrilled about that because – He's a big physical cornerback. Yeah, we'll see um, how he fits in. Yep, exactly. Let's man, give me a second here, man. I got the hiccups oh. here. Hang on. Um, if you want to <laughs> give the Bengals, do you have it up? Yeah, I do have it up. You know, the Bengals are uh, starting uh, Chidobe Awuzie, and then they've got Cam uh, Taylor Britt on the other side. Are we looking at the top two guys, or are we going deeper than let's that? Go, uh, let's go four. Okay. All right. So. What I got on my depth chart here, uh, DJ Turner. That's right, DJ Turner just got just got uh, selected um, by the Bengals, and then we've also got Mike Hilton as another Solid. corner mm-hmm. um, in Cincinnati. And where we go? So Cleveland, Cleveland. All right, Cleveland's interesting. So and I actually like this group. So we've got Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom, the second. You're starting. 
Uh, right behind them, um, this depth chart, we've got uh, Martin Emerson Jr. and A.J. Green the third here. Mm -hmm. um, I, the top, top looks strong here. And then, mm -hmm. of course, in Baltimore, we're starting an all-pro in Marlon Humphrey. And slotted now to start is Rakia Sin um, on the opposite end. We also have uh, Pepe, Pepe mm -hmm. Williams, as another corner. Uh, and then it's kind of uh, gray from here. Jalen Armour Davis, you could uh, slot him in as maybe number four. Some people will uh, nudge Brandon Stevens maybe back to corner spot to, but. It's around, you know, the top two guys are known. Maybe uh, the guys behind that are a little bit far, further behind. But, uh, yeah. What do you think? What do you think? How would you rank these these teams, <sighs> these four teams? This is tough, man. This is a tough one because, yeah, like, there, everybody has holes. Like, everybody's got, like, those issues on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, on right. the cornerback where I'm like, ah, I don't know. Well, there's the also I, promising young talent, too. Yeah, uh, and, and the problem is that it's promising, but you're not proven. So, it's sure. like – Yep. Yeah, how do we really rank these guys when we haven't quite seen it yet? The way I have it, I got the Ravens at number one. And the reason being is I think they have the best corner in the division. And then I think Ooh. Rocky Sin is very solid. I don't think Rocky Sin is a uh, you know a terrible number two. When I compare him across yeah. these all these number twos, I go, well, he stacks up just fine against all these guys. Like I, I like I know Newsom has the pedigree as far as when he was drafted, but he hasn't lived up to that grade. Right. And Pittsburgh, whoever you want to put, Patrick Peterson is what thirty five. I mean, I I don't know if I put him <laughs> above Rocky Sin. I don't think so. All I right. mean, maybe um, depends on the role. So for that reason, I'm going to have the Ravens number one. Sounds like you have a different number one. Well, I'm. I have a question for you. All right. How highly do you rank Denzel Ward? I think he's the second best in the in the division. In the division. So, yeah, I think he's a he's a good corner. I just think the physicality difference is what gives Marlon the the is the reason I'm ranking him above yeah. is because he brings it from a physicality standpoint. I don't think Denzel does, but he's a hell of a cover corner. That's yeah, tough. I I and Awuzie is a monster with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I mean he's all right. I, I yeah. I mean he's yeah. good when he's healthy. He's had health he's issues. Healthy. That's true. That's true. I tend to lean. Cleveland number one. This is kind of the same philosophy I had. Like when you put the top two guys together, I kind of think they're uh the the aggregate of their talents might mm -hmm. outweigh the fact that uh on you know on the Ravens you've got Marlon Humphrey, who I agree he's the best corner in the division, but it I'm not sure what's behind that. Um yeah. So I, I like the pairing. So I'll go Cleveland number one, Baltimore number two, and man, and then it's tough though, man. This is this is a tight like one and four. Yeah. There's not a big gap between there's one not, and four. Yeah, and and but they they play different styles, and then there's different uh, kind of uh, levels of experience that come with the guys, and so it's a little hard to. So who do you have three and four then? See, I don't even know if I have the Browns, too. I think they have the second-best wow. corner in the whole division. But I look at, really? like, because I look at the Bengals, and I go, well, Mike Hilton's pretty good. You know, they drafted DJ Turner, who's the fastest player in the whole draft okay. on either side of the ball. A woozy, if he's healthy, can play. So, but then I and then I look at the Steelers, and I go, but, damn, that's Patrick Peterson and Joey Porter yeah. and my guy, Corey Trice. But I, the reason I have them, I have the Steelers four. 
And the okay. reason is, is because uh, just because of the unproven factor. Yeah. And like, we don't know yeah. if Joey Porter is going to get too handsy and, and it'll just get called for too many damn PIs to be an effective corner. If Corey Trice, if his foot speed's there, because he's a big physical guy. And then if Patrick Peterson, what's he got left at that age? So I think there's the most question marks surrounding the Steelers. So they're four, in my opinion. Man, I'm really torn about two and three. I, I, I think the Browns and the Bengals are really interchangeable there. If I'm going to say the Browns are two, the Bengals are three, but I, I, okay. I'm fine if you have the Bengals at two. I think, I think you'd be fine there as well. No. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Where yeah. are we going next? Dude, we just did them all. I think we just oh, finished. Was that? Well, oh, we special do. teams, right? Oh, no. Well, oh, well, we got one spot left. Quarterback. How did I forget? Quarterback. The last one, the one we were saving for the end. That was a that was a that was a softball pitch to you, man. And I just whiffed. <laughs> I just whiffed. Um, all right. So quarterbacks are, of course, Kenny Pickett for the for the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, are, are we also looking at backups too? What's the no? Nah, just the starters. All right. It's, okay. look, it's like Tom Moore said, or yeah, Tom Moore. If you're if if Peyton Manning gets hurt, we're fucked anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the same right. can be said for every quarterback in this division. If they're hurt, their team's screwed. All every right. team in the league, really. Uh, but That's Pittsburgh fair. leads the way. Kenny Pickett uh, looking to uh, kind of finally burst onto the scene this season. Joey Burrow has already done it, obviously, in Cincinnati. And then we have the serial pervert in, Cle in Cleveland, uh, Deshaun Watson. And then, of course, number one in your hearts, number eight in your play in your uh, program, Lamar Jackson leading the way in Baltimore. So I'm kind of interested to see how you have these guys ranked, and I'm going to let you go first. Oh, man. Um, I Okay. I, I mean, I'm going to go with the Ravens and Lamar, number one. And, and that's, that's because... I'm trying not to be a homer, and I, and I general. I feel like I'm I, in, not impartial. Like that's that's unfair to say, but uh, I, I think I, I tend to think that I think pretty clearly on this stuff. But Lamar Jackson can hurt you in more ways than Joe Burrow can, and I lean on that to give him the slight edge. Now, I, I despite what Jimmy might say, I actually like Joe Burrow. Um, I mean, he's a gamer. He just mm -hmm. He just plays, man. Uh, yeah. And I like that about him. Um, but he can't take that away from Lamar. Lamar can hurt you in more ways than than uh, Burrow can. And so while I, I like uh, Burrow as a gamer, I'm going to go Lamar number one, Burrow mm -hmm. with the Bengals number two, uh, Deshaun with the Browns number three with an asterisk. I mean, I still want to see it. I, I'm, not the, I, I'm not in the camp of like, you know, Deshaun Watson's just going to ramp up and he'll be what he used to be. Cause I don't actually believe that. Mm -hmm. I think I got to see it. Um, he's gone through a lot of trauma through his old of his own making. Yep. And I don't think it's guaranteed that he's going to play as well as he used to. Um, so I'd like to see that, but I'll put him in as number three. Cause you know, Kenny Pickett, he, while I respect his game, but he just, I don't see him as a high ceiling guy. So he is what he is, and he's he's all right. He's solid, but he's not going to blow. He's not going to, you know, tear the socks off the other three in the division. Yeah, yeah, and I have mine the exact same way. Look, look yeah. people can say what they want about Joe Burrow. We know what the ceiling of Lamar Jackson is, and that's the unanimous MVP. Yeah. We can't say that Joe Burrow has that ceiling. He, he just doesn't. And like the people are mentioning in the chat, 
Tyler Huntley was going to beat Joe Burrow in Cincinnati last year if he if he goes underneath on that QB sneak instead of going over yeah. the top. And I just find it hard to believe if, if uh, Lamar Jackson was playing that the game would have even been close. So I think for that reason, I have I agree with you. I have the Ravens ahead uh, in that category. And uh, the same same thing with the with the with Kenny Pickett. I think he he just his I just wonder what his ceiling really is. Like, I don't think he's got a very low floor at this point. I think right. he's risen his floor. Yeah. Where's his ceiling in reality? I, I, I don't think he is ever going to be one like the top, like he's never going to be in the mix of Herbert, Lamar, Burrow, Mahomes, Allen. He's never going to be in that group. Uh, so yeah. I agree. I think, I think that's a pretty fair ranking, although I'll well, be rooting for Watson to get hit the most. Okay. Well, where, so, but okay. That's a good question. I, I do wonder where you think Watson's ceiling is in this stage of his career. Yeah, that's a good question. Can he get back to what he was? I, I got to say, I think he will will get closer to that this year. I think he'll have a bounce back year from last year, but I still, I wonder if he'll ever get back because it's got to always be in your head. Like, you don't, I, I got to imagine defenders around the league are saying something about it constantly, like giving him a hard time, giving him shit. Because guys talk on yeah. the field about any little chink in the armor that they can get. Like anything they well, see, they'll pick on. This imagine is, this guy going to opposing stadiums too, like anywhere in the AFC North or in the AFC or wherever, really, outside of Cleveland. I mean, it's going to be booed everywhere. I mean, it's hard to overcome that stuff. And then you got to be thinking in your own mind as a quarterback, man, what do, what do my teammates really think about me, you know? Yeah, I'm like, sure there's at least a handful of his teammates that don't like him because of what he's done in the past. Teammates that have daughters, you know, I mean, yeah. So it's it's how do you ever get past that? Well, and then, and then and then you add the layer of dysfunction that is the Cleveland Browns, and I think that's the kind of thing that like starts to erode at your actual potential. So that's that's my thing with with the with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. I just, you know, I'm sure he, he's got some pure talent, so I'm not going to take that away. He, some of that stuff is so innate; he, he'll just step out into the field and do some of that stuff. But mm -hmm. the the top tier, like Super Bowl pushing, I just don't ever think that's ever going to come out of him. That's just yeah. my belief. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he, that ship sailed, and good. Good for Cleveland, giving that goof all that freaking money with, by the way, still all that stuff hanging over his head. It's not even like it was resolved, yeah. and they still chose to give him that much more money than anyone else had gotten. Um, so, yeah, good for them, and I hope that uh, I hope they enjoy their quarterback for the next however many years. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it looks like the Ravens right now, as far as number one rankings on ours, we have number one in inside linebacker room, number one in tight end room, number one corners, number one in safety, and number one in quarterback. Uh, but dead last, dead last in outside linebacker room. That's the okay. only one. That's the only That's one. Not bad. Okay. That's not bad at all. Mm -mm. No, I think we actually looked at the other teams. They would be you'd find them dead last in some of those categories. So yeah, the Browns have three categories that they're dead last in. Uh the Bengals have two and or no three. Yeah, two. And then the Steelers have three. So yeah, I mean, yep. it's kind of it's it's as you can see, I mean, this is a competitive division. It's probably the best division in all of football. Uh I love so it. that's what it, that iron sharpens iron. By the time they're done with this this schedule, they'll be certainly ready for the playoff push if healthy enough to do so. But um, let us know what you, how you guys have it around. You guys have a huge disagreement on any of, uh, how we have these guys listed. If you think we're crazy, we're drinking the purple Kool-Aid, let us know. 
uh, <laughs> certainly in the comments below. But that's it for us tonight. Appreciate you, DK, for stepping in for Jimbo as he tapped you in. And as always, man, you filled in admirably, no doubt about it. But um, we won't be going long. We'll be back soon. But let us know all your thoughts on our rankings in the comments below, and we'll talk later. See ya.